0: Live from the Xfinity Studios at WVON.
1: We're your original social media.
0: The Talk of Chicago,
1: 1690 WVON.
2: family and thank you for sharing your Sunday with us. This is WVON 1690, The Talk and the Top of Chicago. I'm Chinta Strasberg, producer and host of On the Case, and my co-host is Kent Hunley, publisher of 316 Magazine. I am editor-in-chief of that 10-year-old gospel magazine that is in more than 1,000 African-American churches in Chicago and still growing. I am so proud of what we're doing with that magazine. Dr. Sowell uh, is our sponsor, Dr. Zenobia Sowell, and Kent and I thank her for supporting this radio program. She's located at 1122 North Clark Street, where she has been for more than 20 years. Dr. Sowell has the latest dental equipment, but more important, Dr. Sowell, who is my dentist, doesn't hurt you. Dr. Sowell accepts most Dental insurances. To make an appointment to see Dr. Sowell, please call 312 944 9355 And our call-in number here at WVON is 312-374-8130. Now, exactly four hours after Father Michael Flager's annual Blue Light Peace March ended last. Wednesday, that was Dr. King's birthday, shots rang out across the street from St. Sabina Church, killing 23-year-old Amani Atoma, who had reached out to Father Flager for help. He had been homeless, and uh, Father Flager provided him with a place to stay, um, got him an excellent mentor, got him into school, and he was going to start a job tomorrow. This morning, a tearful and emotional Father Flager spoke about Imani, saying had he lived, he would have started his new job tomorrow, and he was very, very proud of him. If you have any knowledge about the shooter, I beg you to please call Area South Detectives at this direct number, and I got this number myself, so I know it's a good one, 312-747-8271. Again, that is 312-747-8271. Your name and your information will be kept confidential. And ironically, today, 17-year-old Sin Q. Dunn faces a charge of first-degree murder in the shooting of Willie Washington. This happened last year, thanks to someone coming out and blowing the whistle on him uh, he has been arrested. Don drove around looking to do a slide, S-L-I-D-E. I guess you say, what is a slide? In street talk, that means to shoot and kill anyone they see at random killings. They appear to be on the rise. It's senseless. Something is wrong in our community, terribly wrong. Now, this teenager, Don, 17 years old, yes, he has been arrested has a $500,000 bond. He lives with his mother, and he is a junior in high school. What kind of man is this? What manner of man is this who could just drive around and kill a human being looking to do a slide? I wonder how many slides has he done in the past. How many deaths is he responsible for? Reverend Jesse L. Jackson Sr., Rainbow Push Coalition board members and Push for Excellence will host its 30th annual Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Scholarship Breakfast, 8 a.m. to 12 noon tomorrow. That's Monday, January 20th at the Hyatt Regency Chicago Hotel and the Grand Ballroom. It's located at 151 East Wacker Drive. And, of course, that's in Chicago. And they're going to focus on four social justice issues. A 7.30 a.m. press conference will be held in the Columbus Room. So if you haven't gotten your ticket, um, it may be too late, but you never know. Um, it's, we're almost sold out, and I'm very proud of that. Now, this impeachment trial of Donald Trump is becoming a joke with the Senate, declaring his charges don't meet constitutional muster of impeachment, and Democrats saying the opposite. So the question to me becomes, does the Senate want a fair trial or a cover-up? And if they are seeking a cover-up, I hope and pray that voters will defeat them in the upcoming election. You see, this whole impeachment thing is more than just a Donald Trump. It's about setting a precedent for other presidents our future presidents. I hope the senators don't forget that. Knowing your black history is so important, lest we never forget. You know, I always talk about the fact that uh, Illinois has passed a uh, law, state lawmakers passed a bill back in 1991 to uh, mandating the public schools to, all over Illinois to teach African-American history. It's the law. It sat on the shelf for 21 years until I challenged then Dr. Barbara Bird Bennett, uh, who was head of, at that time, uh, the Chicago Board of Education and she got together and got a curriculum and she interwove African American history in every single subject in grade schools and high schools well guess what it's not being taught but One of the things that I ran across last night is like when the police shot dead three unarmed black South Carolina State University students in 1968, when they protested a segregated Orangeburg bowling alley, 28 were wounded, three black students were killed, and all nine white policemen were acquitted. (laughs) However, the only person convicted was Cleveland Sellers a member of the Student Nonviolent Coordinating Committee of the SNCC. He was convicted of a riot charge and spent seven months in jail. He was pardoned in 1993. The black students were unarmed, lest we never forget. So we're going to be getting our, um, our next uh, guest, but right now let's take Jim um, on line two. Hello, Jim. Hi, how are you? Are you today? Okay, thank you.
3: Well, because of you, I'll be seeing you tomorrow morning early.
2: (laughs) Thank you so very much for. uh, No, it'll be be fun. I'll uh, I'll
3: be nice and polite, but I don't. uh, I'm not PC correct, so I'll challenge people if we're discussed in a nice way, of course.
2: We we love Republicans too. Well, good, and I love Democrats. I
3: just don't like them when they want to, you know overturn things like the what the virginia governor's trying to do right now with the guns but anyways um two things first of all wait 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 wait.
2: wait, now do you do you agree with those races coming there they with armed guns and they want to shoot people
3: well you know as far as i understand they've had this gun rally every year for a long time and it's it's always been peaceful and there hasn't been an issue so um you know, I I don't think it's 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 just something people are taking political advantage of, you know, just to try to make a statement or whatever. But you know, the the problem with this whole impeachment thing, it's a sham. They were saying, you know, even before Trump was inaugurated, that he has to be impeached. Um, and and the dangerous president this is setting up in the future, if there's somebody else that the swamp doesn't like, you know, they can try to take him out, irregardless if he did anything wrong or not. You know, for years we've had members of Congress go there and get richer than, you know, than anybody, because they have all, all these inside dealings. You know, I mean, Hillary Clinton was supposed to turn over records, you know, remember bleach pit, you know, all these things, they destroyed their cell phones, and nothing happened because she was part of the swamp. Now, here comes Donald Trump outside of the swamp, and all of a sudden now, he's the worst guy in the world. You know, just this whole garbage about him being a racist, where, by the way, you might have heard this week, he just restored funding. For the historically black college is something that's like 250 million dollars that i think was taken away during the uh during the obama time you know and all these other things that trump has done for people all the employment the dollar is going to hit 30k pretty soon anybody's got like a 401k plan or money in the stock market which a lot of people do as far as their pension plans and things are all getting the benefit of it you know and what trump has done you know and, you know, I mean, what he's done, in spite of all these gutter snipes, you know, snapping at his feet, you know, all these idiots in Congress and stuff, you know, he's done a tremendous amount of work. And who knows what, what more he couldn't have done had he had not to deal with this stuff. So it's really tremendous what he's done. And Trump should really be praised and thanked for for his sacrifice, because he gave up a billionaire's lifestyle to, you know, basically have his rear end exposed by the media and a lot of it's stuff that never happened.
1: So you know, do you think example, the, the racist do, thing.
2: so? You, do you think the Senate, the senators, are right in not wanting to call any witnesses? Is that fair? Well,
3: you know, you may recall uh, Trump couldn't call witnesses when they had these secret meetings in the basement when all the stuff first started. You know, so it wasn't it wasn't a fair you know trial at all. And the Senate's supposed to be the the jury, not have another trial, and try to bring in more people. I mean, look at all. Look at like for example, Avenatti. Now you know he's in jail again. Yes. Well, he was the CNN poster boy for, you know, anti-Trump. And what is he? He's a corrupt guy.
2: You know,
3: all these people talking about Stormy Daniels. Well, Trump was a private citizen back then. You know, he wasn't a public guy. And what guy in his right mind wouldn't want to do his thing with Stormy Daniels when she was young and hot? (laughs) You know? I mean, that's why God made women beautiful. And men want to pursue beautiful women, and that's how life is. That's not going to change. and It shouldn't change. (laughs) So all Trump was doing was doing what anybody else would want to do with a hot blonde that had a few bucks.
2: <laughs> all right. okay. you know?
3: I mean, that's why you know. I mean, look at look at all these you know high class escort girls. You know, there are tons of them. You know, in the internet. So if you get a couple grand, you can you know you can have yourself a nice looking woman for a while. You know, I mean it's there, and you know it's it, it's this this is how nature is. But you know when people want to compare Trump to Clinton, saying it was just about sex. Well, Clinton lied to the grand jury when he had his his deal, dealings with, with Monica. And going back when he was the governor of Arkansas, you know all these women, uh, you know, he, I mean, he had to pay a settlement to one lady for like a tune of I think eight hundred thousand dollars, something. Well,
2: you know, Trump has lied so many times. They're counting his lies. I think there are like ten thousand lies so far.
3: Well, give give me give me three.
2: I don't have my list in front of me, but they're, they've been <laughs> they have been documented, Jim. But
3: well, they- if if you want to count then, then we have to take the, all the entire members of Congress. And throw them out too, because how many times? How long? How, how much does Congress lie to us? You know what did Obama say?
2: You can't. You can't. You can't cover up for that guy. Come on now. You can try, well, it, but you listen, can't. Cover if, up you wanna, if you want if you want to throw He's a, guy a at Trump. liar, he is a he is an habitual well, liar. Well, Congress guy. is and you a bunch of liars too. And you know we it.
3: Call, well, we call Congress a den of thieves. <laughs>
2: you You are an enabler, just like those senators, and they're going to get defeated. But thanks for your call, Jim. I'll see you tomorrow.
0: Frank, are you there? Yes, I am. Got to know my sister. How you doing? I'm
2: okay. How are you? <laughs>
0: I'm okay. You know that guy Jim is delusional. He's talking about just giving three lies Trump told. I can give him three thousand, but I'm not even gonna waste some time. He knows Trump is a uh, is a pathological liar. Yeah, he
2: Okay, knows. and
0: there was no call for Trump to <laughs> impeach him before he even got inaugurated. He didn't start hitting the drum beats for impeachment until after he's inaugurated and stop committing impeachable offenses. Ask Maxine Ward. And I can give you more than three on that. So, Jim, go somewhere and sit down. <laughs> I want to
2: talk
0: about, I want to talk about this murder, my sister. I really do this murder rate. Look, I'm just going to sit like this. We need to stop playing around with this. I say that even back then, when they got rid of the death sentence, they knew, dead blessed well, that the murder rate in the Afro-American community was going to skyrocket above everyone else. Okay, we need to stop playing with this, even those who are against the death penalty. There's only one thing that's going to stop this. These people do not care about spending the rest of their life in jail debt-free. They got universal health care there. They got clothing. They got food, no rent, all this stuff. They don't care. And you got those who got two strikes on them already. so They only went, they only went back anyway. So they're hiring themselves out. Okay, that's the only thing going to stop because they're not going to put up for a program that's going to serve as an incentive not to commit these crimes with we'll stipulations to it and let us stop a deadness track. If they don't bring back the death sentence, slow this stuff down to a snail crawl. It's gonna get worse than what it is. I said it ten years ago. This last time I said it right here. I said we're gonna start seeing not only babies getting killed, we're gonna start seeing women who are pregnant getting gunned down, and it has come to pass. Let me give you one more. It's gonna get worse than what it is now. If we do not bring back the death sentence, they can't impose it. where not one innocent person will be killed. There's a way to do it, and I don't care the proportion is ninety nine thousand, but I sentence of death compared to one wife. If you're guilty, if DNA evidence said you did this, and a credible eyewitness said you did this, you deserve the death sentence. You kill a minor, you kill a cop, you kill a witness, you deserve the death sentence. And even Jesus never spoke out against capital punishment when it came to Hills or to John the Baptist.
2: All right, Frank. Thanks uh, for Chancellor, your comments.
4: And, I, I just want to say, you know, why they got rid of the death penalty because of the a lot of innocent black um, men were being executed. Absolutely,
2: absolutely.
4: And um, and we know, don't
2: know how many innocent men were executed, and and uh, we'll never know that.
4: And we all also know, um, just to say, that um, the judicial system, um, blacks going to jail, it's it is big money. It's big money to lock them up and provide jobs to um, to white men to be guards. You know, there's towns in Joliet. They um, they employ a lot of white men. You know, um, as far as being uh, guards, you know, different uh, occupations,
2: and some of them are KKK members. That's yeah, as well. Yeah, mentioned. so
4: it's big money. You know, so sure. to execute uh, execute them, just think about it. They don't want to get rid of their money. You know, it's, that's a cash cow for them. Mm-hmm. You know, that's sitting in jail.
2: And you know, in there's a there's a prison in Mississippi where the prisoners have just they've killed each other there. It's really horrible and few people are really looking at that situation.
4: Yeah, I have to check it. and investigate myself. And on the flip side of that, yeah, he he, he is right to a point. But there's, there's a point of, you know, as many as you can see, when someone um, murders someone, what happened and what's the situation? There's just so many variables that play into what happened, you know. But I,
2: is it right to have state-sponsored murder? I mean, murder I is know. murder. It's wrong. Right, it is
4: wrong. It's, it's wrong all the way. Even a man kill another man, it's, it's wrong. And, right. and, I, and I agree with him to the point they have to be punished severely for committing a crime of murder. They have to. What? Not saying death, but severely punished. Life in prison.
2: <laughs> True. Let's go to Zakia, Zakiya, Zakiya Muhammad, how are you? Can you hear me? Zakiya. I can hear you. Hey there. On the case. I'm doing
5: okay. I'm doing just fine. But, you know, sister, in the spirit of Dr. King, can we talk about things that uh, that can lift black people, uh, that are lifting black people? And I know this is your show, and, and I love you, Chanta. Um but I stopped listening to your show because of Jim. And and I'm not the only one, you know. I thought because this is Dr. King's birthday that we would be talking about things that would uplift our people and everything. Jim is irrelevant. And we don't have anything in common with him, okay? And my, as far as I'm concerned, he's a racist. And I wish he would stay out of our video because he makes me sick. Now, can we get about on about the business of How do we feel about doing this together? What can we unite around? Things that Dr. King was about, okay? Uh, uh, Jim's people were out there being racist with our people. He probably got ancestors that probably linked some of my ancestors. So I don't want to hear nothing about Jim. And I think you give him too much time. I don't want to stop listening to your show again because I like your show. But Jim makes me sick. So let's. Let's keep it real and talk about our people and our accomplishments and what we can do
4: as a people together. Can we do that?
2: <laughs> thank you, Zakia, Zakiya, Thank comments. you for uh,
4: listening to the show as well, and we appreciate you being on the case, listener.
2: Right,
6: Janice. Tell the gentleman who's going for the death penalty. Um, no one has the right to take another person's life. And I, I don't know if you all remember Ricky Ray Richter. He was the one Bill Clinton left the campaign trail for, and the man had been lobotomized. What we need to do is make these schools better and open up these trades. I noticed how, when President Obama wanted to do this thing for illegals, it was dumb. You know what I'm saying? Where they can go to school and everything, and how they committed a crime. Um, it's, 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 it's not on the record. Now, uh, Trump has helped the black colleges. I give him that but we've been loyal to the democrats since i was a kid and i'm sixty-something now and we've got nothing in return i'm not voting for any of those democrats up in there now they're not talking about issues and i'm and it's reparations if you're going to give it to the same blacks who've been running these organizations that's another waste because they screw up money and nothing is done they said over a billion dollars was put in the black community but we don't have anything to show for it and 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 what the gentleman should say is that we want something done and that's for the dinner there for dr king that's beautiful for those children if they get a scholarship, but I'd like to know versus Hispanic, how much is how much is Coca Cola giving to blacks? I want to know how much all of these companies that we support, especially these chicken places, this Popeyes Chicken, black like people are going crazy over that chicken sound. <laughs> <laughs> it's we, a lot of we, money, we right? <laughs> no, what's going on? And I want to say something else. If we go after me and Chief, let's start right there, Jesse Jackson, with his um, love child, because I don't. To me, I I, I believe what Ross Perot said. If a man cheats on his wife, he has no respect, and he couldn't even vote for him for president. But and Ross Perot, thank, and I admire him for that. We need me. to look at black leadership to have no problems where they can't come after you.
2: Thank you, Janice, for your call. And we'll be talking about the marijuana bill a little bit later. Um, in fact, we're gonna. Uh, we have on the live line Edwin Yanka. He is director of the ACLU. Now, since m- the marijuana bill has been signed by Governor Pritzker and passed by the City Council, millions of dollars have been made by white men. Blacks and Hispanics were left out of this deal. But more important is the warning that Reverend Jackson and Cook County Clerk of the Circuit Court Dorothy Brown, uh, who both say it's a trick bag for pot smokers. We have on the live line Ed Yanka. He is director of the ACLU, and um, he's going to be talking about knowing your rights if you smoke pot.
4: And Shanta, before we bring um, Ed on the line, mm-hmm. I just want to say to you, sure. just going back to King, before we bring Ed on the line, mm-hmm. how would you think King would um, rate us today as African Americans or America as a whole based on our conditions now in 2020?
2: Well, he I don't think he would go for this marijuana bill, but we're going to talk to Ed Yonka right now. We'll talk about that, okay. Dr. King, later. <laughs> Mr. Yanka?
1: Genta, how are you today? I'm
2: okay. How are you? I'm
1: well, thank you.
2: Good. You put out a release about Know Your Rights About Marijuana Smoking. Talk to us about that because i I agree that it's a trick bag for African Americans in particular. Am I wrong?
1: Well... <laughs> I I think what's important to know is I think there's a lot of kind of blush around this, you know, that, that in fact, there's a, you know, uh, people are happy, people are excited about this. You see the lines at the dispensary and things of that nature. And I think the two things are, is, is making sure that before people go out to purchase product, that they know exactly what they're, what they need to know. And number two, That we recognize that there's still going to be enforcement on marijuana, both in the city of Chicago and all across the state of Illinois, and just so people are aware of those things um, as they as they move forward. Um, You know, for example, it's important to remember that you have to be 21 years old in order to buy cannabis, and you have to have an identification card. That you're protected, you know, only if you purchase it from a licensed dealer, and that there are limits in how much one can buy in terms of the amount, you know, thirty grams of cannabis, five grams of concentrate, and five hundred milligrams of any uh, infused kinds of products or or edibles and things of that nature, and that you know if you're if you're not a resident of Illinois, um, that you can you can only buy half of that amount. And, and that's just, you know, that's on the kind of the affirmative side. And then, you know, we could we could talk about, uh, you know, some of the things I think that still exist for people uh, in terms of where we're still going to see enforcement.
2: Okay. So I understand that uh, you cannot smoke pot on your porch, even though it's your house.
1: Well, well, that appears that one appears to be a little bit in flux, Um Here's here's the thing. So the the you cannot smoke. You can still be fined or ticketed for use in a public space. Um, You know the the language of the law talks about it being at a school or a park or near children or somewhere that you can be reasonably observed by others. There originally when the bill was about to roll out. The Chicago Police Department said that they thought that balconies, decks, and porches would be considered public places and that they still were going to enforce the statute uh, or the ordinance in terms of barring uh, use in those places, although they later came back and said something differently. I think if one is on a porch or a deck where, you know, you aren't clearly visible to the street or, you know, there's no way that someone from the street can tell what it is that you're doing, I think that's not something that that we're looking to have enforced, but I think it's something we're going to have to be looking at, you know, 6 months from now or a year from now to see where and against whom these kinds of things continue to be enforced. And if we see The same thing that we've seen in other areas like like on pedestrian stops or on traffic stops i think that's going to be something that you know we're gonna we're gonna um you know have to be concerned about uh because what we don't want this to do and i think this goes to your question about trick bag we don't want the remaining elements of enforcement to be directed at people of color
2: and that's what i think is going to happen Because it has happened in the past.
1: Well, you know, that's true. You know, I think it was in in 2013, the ACLU did a national study and looked at at enforcement of cannabis laws. And one of the things that that study revealed was that in Illinois, just in the state of Illinois, you were um, seven times more likely to be convicted of simple possession of marijuana if you were African-American than if you were white. And we've seen when the city of Chicago began to use a system where police could ticket for uh, low-level possession of marijuana, that those tickets were issued uh, in in predominantly white communities and arrests still continue to take place in communities of color. So I think it is a concern, and I think it's something that's going to merit watching and calling out uh, in terms of in terms of the the um, the city and and the state, in terms of how that works as we move forward, and who it is that gets um, you know that ends up being the subject of that punishment, but I think it's a very legitimate concern.
4: And, and where can our listeners go and find out, like literature or website, regarding these laws? That's in the sure. Field? Um, as a starting point, you can
1: go to our website at aclu-il.org. Um, we've posted, you know, your rights uh, about both purchasing and, and things that can still happen to you uh, under this law uh, on our website there, and it's on the front page. Uh, you can click to that. I think that's a place to go. Um, you know, uh, just as another example, uh, our friends at the National Immigrant Justice Center um at immigrantjustice.org have pushed uh, out uh information about if you're a an undocumented person because those things are significant as well. Um so I think there's a there's a range of, you know, there's a range of places like that that you can go and find this information.
2: And if you don't have a computer, uh you must be 21 years old with an identification you, card to purchase cannabis. Right. Um, Right. You, what else? You must be, you must purchase from a licensed dealer. You can legally purchase and possess 30 grams of cannabis, 5 grams of concentrate, um, cannabis-infused products containing no more than 500 milligrams of THC. What in the world is THC?
1: THC is the active ingredient in in marijuana.
2: That makes you high? Yes. Okay. Okay. And now none residents of Illinois can purchase or possess half of that amount. Even though recreational cannabis is legal, you can still be arrested if you transport cannabis in, into another state where it remains prohibited. I don't think people understand that. Still be, you can still be fined or ticketed for public use at a school, a park, near children, or somewhere that you can reasonably be observed by others. Uh, You can still be punished if you grow marijuana in your home. You can still be punished. uh, You can be fired uh, if your employer has a zero-tolerance program, and I hope they do. Still be arrested for driving after using cannabis. Still be barred by your landlord for smoking cannabis. (coughs) Excuse me, I didn't know that. That's good. Still be evicted from public or subsidized housing for using cannabis. And if you are a non-citizen, be cautious before you purchase cannabis or work in the cannabis industry. Consult your immigration attorney first. So why in the world would people even bother?
4: After reading those laws, Shanta, you know, before the first took place of January, (laughs) and and the listeners can agree, it's best not to even smoke it it, at all. Thank (laughs) you. I mean, based on, listen, it's, it's legal to smoke it, and then here's a bunch of laws if you get caught, in these other places, your job, yes, um, crossing the border to Indiana um, of age, if you're 21, it's, it's sort of like you know, hey, why even be bothered with the smoking? Can't you,
2: you are so right. You know, seriously. Plus, it smells like horse manure. <laughs> 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 uh, but it, you know, tomorrow is Dr. King's um, legal birthday. Uh, he uh, his birth birthday was January the 15th. Uh, Mr. Yanka, what do you think Dr. King would be working on uh, issues? if he were alive today he'd be 91 years old but i'm sure he would still have been active
1: oh you know i think i think when you look at the issues of the day from the 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 you know the pay, the wage gap between executives and workers the attacks on union and organizing around the country um, the issues of justice and safety in communities around policing um, and, and even, I, you know, and, and frankly, um, even if the issues of mass incarceration, I, I, think, I think Dr. King would still be hard at work on his agenda. And there's one that I forgot to mention, which it is hard for me to believe that were he still alive today, Dr. King wouldn't be in a number of states that we could mention right off the top of our heads um focusing on the need, you know, that uh, to ensure that everybody uh have the right to vote and not be suppressed from using that right. Um there's a lot of things that he worked on that we still have a long long way to go and a lot of work to do.
2: Absolutely. Okay, so thank you. you want to wrap up and give us a summation?
1: Yeah, I think that I think, you know, part of what you said here Um, really resonates. We've got this new law, which is a new opportunity, you know, in many ways for people to purchase marijuana legally in the state. But there are rules and there are things that you should know before you go and do that. I think to make sure that you protect yourself in every way that you can. Uh, and it's going to be, you know, I think it's, it's going to be something that's going to merit our attention going forward, uh, to ensure uh, that we don't see uh, these, these laws used as just another enforcement tool uh, against people of color.
2: All right. Mr. Edyanka, you're director or executive director of ACLU? I'm the
1: director of communications and public policy.
2: And uh, I've known you for years, and I thank you yeah. so much for being on the case.
1: Thank you, Chinta. It's good to talk to you again.
2: Same here. All right. Okay, so Take care. Now- Thank you. You too. And now there's going to be a special screening of this movie, Just Mercy. Mercy. Do you know about that, Kent?
4: I've seen Just Mercy.
2: Oh, you have? Yes,
4: I have seen Just Mercy. It's, well, it's you, a great movie. You, uh, the actors, uh, Jamie Foxx and the, um, I can't think of the gentleman who played Creed with Rocky. Yeah, that gentleman. Um, I think his name was Anthony.
2: Michael Jordan?
4: Michael Michael B. Jordan, yes.
2: Yeah. Okay, so it's a, anyway at Saint Sabina. Uh, for just for five dollars, you can go see the movie with Father Flager. It's going to be Friday, January thirty first at seven p.m. But you have to call and reserve your seat. And he's bought two theaters there at eighty seventh and the Dan Ryan. Um, call seven seven three four eight three four three hundred. Put your name on the list, and all you have to do is pay $5. I don't know any show you can go into today $5. for $5. Well,
4: let me help the listeners tell them exactly what happened in the movie, Chance. No, you don't either. <laughs> no, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> no, you don't. No, I'm going to do that.
2: All right, let's take uh, Lewis on line one. Uh,
7: good, uh, good, good afternoon, good people. Hey, good how you afternoon. doing, Lewis? Uh, about this cannabis, they done already made up their mind what they're going to do, because if you remember— uh, Sheriff Tom Dart, he came on talking about they're going to have 500 correctional guards. So so they already done, already made up their mind what they're going to do with it, and they're just making uh, room for us.
2: But we don't have to fall for the okey-doke.
7: I know. You know what? We didn't fall for the <laughs> okey-doke, because if you remember on uh, January the 2nd, when they were showing all those lines out there, they didn't show none of our people out there, you know, either showing up or showing out in those lines. Lewis, I seen one brother out there. Just one. Just one. But <laughs> Just but, one. But, but that's and you know and the what? Gold. They also you know what? They also had uh the lieutenant governor, what's her name? Uh the lieutenant
2: governor. Juliana Stratton.
7: Yeah, she was standing out there trying to get us to come, you know, come forward and make these purchases. By you know saying that it's legal, and then they asked her were she was she gonna purchase something, and she said yeah, and then they asked <laughs> wow. her is it gonna be for you, and she said uh, maybe. Hmm. Wow, I you know, know.
2: So, I, I was kind of disappointed when I saw that, and uh, yeah,
7: and and, and so she, they were trying to entice us to come out there, but we we haven't fall, fallen for that okado because I used to smell that stuff everywhere on the bus in stores, you know. You can be in a store, and one person will walk in, and that whole store would start smelling like that marijuana. Or you could be on the bus, and one person would get on the bus, and the whole bus will smell like that. But after January the 2nd, I haven't smelled it. So that means our people are aware of this okie that's going out there, that the law hasn't changed. You know, it's just a trap to get us to come out there and spend our money and end up back in that justice system.
2: Right. You're
0: absolutely
8: right. Thank
9: you, Lewis, thank for you, your
2: Lewis.
9: call. That was great. Let's go to Eugene. Good afternoon, How you, Eugene. How are you today? Okay. Thank you. I want to speak on Dr. Martin Luther King, Jr. Sure. And what he uh, would think about this cannabis. I don't think that he would be for it at all. But I don't think he uh, would hesitate also about talking about the problems that we are having in education That would be one of his issues. You see, um, I say that because some years ago, here in the Washington, D.C. area, John Kelly wrote a column, and please write this down. The column was Teaching a Vocabulary of Hope. In this particular column, John, after he heard about a book that I wrote for kids to improve their Understanding of the I Have a Dream speech. John wrote, this is, uh, our youngsters are having problems. They can't pronounce words like seared. They can't pronounce words like momentous. They can't pronounce even words like exile. And so I know that Dr. Martin Luther King, if he he were alive today, would be concerned about that. Now, as a result of that uh, article by John Kelly, Teaching a Vocabulary of Hope, Uh, I was challenged, uh, well, before that, by a student in my class who said to me, Dr. Williams, if you would teach us those words that we don't know in the I Have a Dream speech through word searches, we will learn them. I accepted the challenge. And I wrote the book, Words Cross and Across, Word Search on Dr. Martin Luther King, Jr. And it's a unique book uh, that parents can use with their kids.
2: And how do we get the book? What is that, ma'am? How do you? How does one get the book?
9: The book is on Amazon.com. Okay. Uh, and the book is designed to, to improve students' vocabulary, their reading. It highlights people also through illustrations, people like Malcolm X, uh, Rosa Parks, uh, Jesse Jackson, uh, and others, beautifully illustrated with words that many of our young people have not learned. And... What I did in this book also was to identify all the words that the students could not pronounce or did not know the definitions of. They are included in that book also. It's a very uh, small book uh, found on Amazon.com. But what I'm saying on this eve before January the 20th, the day we we're celebrating uh, the birthday of Dr. King, that we should be focusing. On- As as Martin would want us to focus on education, and it's up to the parents, it's up to the teachers, it's up to the churches, it's up to all of us to make sure that our young boys and girls are not learning. Now, they're in Chicago. Your urban youngsters are no different than the urban youngsters here in Washington, D.C. Same thing all over the country. They can't pronounce words. They don't know definitions. It's very, very frustrating. As it was for me. When I was teaching high school.
2: Yes, sir. Thank you so very much. Um, We're going to go to um, Dr. Willie Wilson is on our live line. Dr. Wilson. Dr. Wilson, are you there?
4: Good afternoon, Dr. Wilson.
2: Dr. Okay, so he's not. Let's go to uh, Reverend Witherspoon.
6: God bless you.
2: Thank you. Same to you.
6: Yeah, one more guy. The white they control people and blind people through these law, these old uh, things, Jim Crow law, what happened in sixty, yeah, today. Cause they make it a law, uh, make it a law, legal that you can buy me well, It don't make it right. Don't make it right. That's how they control people. The law maker make the law for them to make the money. The legislature, they make money out of the Springfield, like in the White House. The police brutality television. It's all right to, for police to abuse the law and, and, and still abide by the law themselves. So, how do you decompress people over 400 years through law, through illegal law, and control? That's you know? true. That's and that's what's going on, All right. Okay.
2: Dr. Okay. Is he gone? He's gone. Okay. So is Dr. Willie Wilson on? Not yet. Okay. I don't know what happened to him. Let's go to Tom on line one. Tom? Hey, good
10: afternoon, Chandra. How are you?
2: Okay. How are you?
10: Wonderful. You all always have such a great program, informative straightforward, you know, factual. I like that. Thank and, you, you know, it's just something to really think about. And spiritual, you know, of course, because you have to be guided. But I appreciate, you know, all your experience and years of service Thank getting you. us the information straight. Thank you. The cannabis thing is interesting, though. You know, I mean, can you imagine how much money they made off that in one day? A lot of money. It, it just millions just after million. locking us exactly. up behind bars for decades over something that they can just freely sell and make millions of dollars and people line up. It's kind of, I mean, but it's interesting because then I guess if the government needs the money, they will do anything, huh? Pretty much. Well, they create the regulations. They decide who's going to be involved in it. We as blacks, were cut out of it. It's why I can't quite understand that. If you use a if they're going to legalize a product and we don't even get a cut after we've been locked up in jail for this sort of thing for decades, it seems kind of insane. Why give everybody the money and the resources never come back to us for anything?
2: Well, they're supposed it's, it's, to be letting and, some And, and lastly,
10: Chilton, this is the sad part of it. Because I live in the neighborhood like Inglewood and those places. I've always lived on the other side of the tracks with everybody, no matter what my station in life. But they haven't changed anything around the neighborhood that people are still selling by amongst themselves. They're not going to the dispensary. Not that I see. So. Right. I guess that was more of a legal product just to make money for the government. So it's an interesting proposition. I, I, I'm interested to see where this is going to go.
2: <laughs> all right. You all
10: have a great day. Thank,
2: Thank you, you for Thank your you call. Time. Okay, so let's go to Kurt on line two. Kurt?
11: Good afternoon, uh, uh, Chenter.
2: Hi, how are you? And okay. Kent is and here I'll, too.
11: I'm uh, sorry, doing, but I, 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 I forgot your guest name. Your, your host, rather, your co-host.
2: Mm. It's Kent Hunley.
11: Oh, and, and good afternoon, and also. How you doing? Uh, when you mentioned about uh, capital punishment, uh, just uh, coming from a different standpoint, you you are aware capital punishment is is or, more or less ordained, you could say, in the Bible. Genesis nine and six: Whoso shedeth man's blood, by man shall his blood be shed.
2: Yeah, but I don't believe. And I'm that so- is
11: that's really kind of your basis on. The death penalty coming from a religious standpoint. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jesus even humbled Himself to the death penalty. Uh, the two thieves who were crucified with Him were, were, were crucified because they were they were slave uh, traders.
2: I just don't believe in an eye and an eye,
11: well, eye for an eye. It's well, um, it's just not right. I, I, oh, you, you you say you go you you go to Saint Sabina, right? I do. It, so you're a Christian?
2: And my pastor is not for that uh, death penalty either.
11: See, And that's a whole other thing. I don't understand how people claim to be followers of a religion and then deny what's in the holy book of that religion. But that's another discussion.
2: Yep, it certainly and, is. And
11: I think this whole cannabis thing, it, it, that since around the end of October, this has been drug out and drug out, uh, they already ran this the the, the scam by on everybody uh toy Hutchinson was the main champion of it down there because she got a job out of it,
2: and she's the marijuana czar,
11: yeah, and she was the one dancing in the aisles down there when the when the uh law got passed
2: you know i uh, think I think they're gonna make money on the front end, but the back end. I think taxpayers are going to pay for it. Already we're seeing people admitted to emergency rooms with the effects of marijuana. If they right. go to Stroger Hospital. Another scam
11: like they were going to give the money for the lottery to mm-hmm. education. It never happened.
2: But if they go to um, Stroger Hospital, taxpayers are going to have to pay for it. So it's, it's, it's a booming business on the front end, but I suspect it's going to be more to effect of effect a financial uh, problem on the back end of it, but thank you for your call.
11: Bit, uh, Chip, just yes, one, sir. One, Real quick.
2: Mm-hmm.
11: Uh, Dr. King. Yes, sir. Had, had gone, for, he was no longer the dreamer in 1968. There's too much emphasis put on that dream speech in 1963. Absolutely. He had moved into economics and more of a, of a almost like a, a black, I don't want to say nationalist base, but he was more focused on the black community moving forward economically and socially. He had gotten out out of that. He he dreamed back in
4: 63. And Kirk, if you look, if he had a chance to look back in 2020, like I addressed Shanta earlier, what would he say as far as black economic, as far as black, um, you know, not spending money in our own community? I'm I'm not
11: going to take him. I'm going to take me because I'm I'm not that far. He would be 90. Uh, He was one generation ahead of me.
4: Okay.
11: I think we focus too much on. We keep talking about the community giving back and all of that, and we don't realize that is a socialist view. We don't live in a socialist society. We have got to start the revolution in our homes. If your child cannot read, you shouldn't find that out when they go into the ninth grade. That's a fault of the parent.
2: All right. Okay. Thank we've you.
11: Got to, we've got to revolutionize in each home. That's where it starts in
12: the household. Okay.
2: That's I true. Agree. Thank you, sir. Thank you for your That's call. Great. Let's go to line one, Marquita.
12: Yes. First, uh, I wanted to find out the name of that um, uh, book that that gentleman was recommending about words to learn. Uh,
2: teaching the vocabulary of hope.
12: Okay. Teaching vocabulary. Okay, uh, and my, my comment about this, when I saw this, uh, when they were talking about this quite some time back, I saw the game that was going to be played on us, and it's so unfortunate, our legislators, I mean, until you walk in someone else's shoes, you don't know all the dynamics behind it, but I know enough this way. Uh We supposed to have all these individuals who are supposed to be supposedly our gatekeepers in our community. Yes. Why? I mean, is money more, uh, relevant than souls and minds? And then what the gentleman was saying about going back to the households, uh, the families, the families is very fractured now in today's society. We're very fractured. So it's, it's unfortunate. Because King would be, he would be a little upset with us overall because it begins in our families and we've allowed our families to get infiltrated in all the, 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 the glitter and glam and all this other stuff. We've, we've left our spiritual our uh, being yes. and our moral fabric. Yes,
2: and that's
4: all I have to say. Thank you. Thank you, and, my queen.
2: And she is so right. She's true material.
4: I mean, absolutely she's so
2: right. What about the seventeen-year-old kid, Sin Dun? Uh, he he killed this young man, Mister Washington, last year. Somebody, thank God, turned them in, and um, now he's he is uh, facing a murder charge. Seventeen years old, but he's in high school, a junior oh. in high school, living with his mom. So he's going to school every day as if he's a normal teenager, but he's a killer.
4: Wow. Yeah. I,
2: and we don't know how many times he's killed again. He just got in the car and say, okay, we're going to drive around and do a slide.
4: And thank God he's off the street, right?
2: Yes. But how many other teenagers or other young people or older people are driving around doing slides? Taking
4: lives. You know, they, they, don't, they don't value um, our lives. You know, as far as the black community. And they don't value their own lives, so them to um, kill another black man means nothing to them, seriously, because they don't value themselves.
2: But can you imagine a 17 year old kid doing that and having that kind of mentality? Living with his mother? I cannot imagine. Being a junior at a high school? Eating at at Burger King, McDonald's after he's killed a, a, a human being? It's just, it's hard for me to wrap my brain around that. Uh, it... Let's go to line two, Michael.
4: Good afternoon, Michael. Good afternoon. How's everybody today? We're hey, doing great. You.
8: Good. You got sound warm? Yes. yes. It's freezing <laughs> down here. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, the caller that called in that tried to use the Bible to say that God condones the death penalty was way off, and the Bible says, vengeance is mine. He will repay those that... Um, that are sinners, especially those that hurt people, and especially a child. Thank you. An eye for an eye leaves both of you blind, it's often stated. Uh, but on the marijuana issue, they're putting so much stuff in the marijuana that I think it's definitely important to know, you know, what other chemicals, and when you buy the street marijuana, I don't know, you, you're you really taking a chance on you know what's put in there, especially if they're putting in bomb fluid and stuff like that, PCP, those those kind of drugs, which which are very dangerous. And so, uh, I am for relations that govern and test these drugs that they're going to pass out to the people, so that number one, it doesn't. You know, what are the side effects? Uh, how long? You know, some some drugs, for example, they used to use certain chemicals in the crops and and for farmers. Then they found out that some of those chemicals were causing cancer and all these other kinds of diseases. So I think people need to be very careful where they get their drugs and and knowing exactly what's in those products. But with Trump in the White House, they're deregulating everything. And it comes back to the buyer beware issue, which is dangerous, especially if young people are getting a hold of, you know.
2: All right. Thank you so much. Let's go to line three, Claude. Are you there?
11: We just have a few minutes. Hi, how you doing? Uh, real quickly, uh, I'll piggyback you back on to what uh, the last caller said about uh, chemicals being used on the marijuana being grown. Uh, paraquat is a herbicide. Uh, paraquat could be compared to Agent Orange to marijuana, and besides, why would anyone want to take in hot gases in your lungs? It's a trick. Look at all the, look at all the uh, crane-ready construction sites around Chicago. You cannot get a job on a construction site because OSHA is the federal job safety rules, and if you can't pass a drug test, you won't work. And many unions are, are drug testing their own members so that they don't have to spend thousands of dollars defending them in a drug case on an on on-the-job uh, drug charge.
2: Thank you
11: for that. So, you know, yeah, going out the world backwards.
2: Thank you Thank so you much. All right. So I'm going to address Akia. She doesn't. She's not going to listen to our show anymore. I love her to death. I'm really sorry about that. But I'm not about banning people on a talk show. I'm just not like that. No, I have covered um, the KKK. It was a KKK member who killed my husband. I had to. When I was at the Defender, I had to um, um, interview. The, George, the Georgia senator who was a KKK leader and the wizard, whatever you call him at separate times and they both called and said thank you for a very fair interview. I am not about banning people.
4: Shenton, thank you for not banning people because this is a window. Um, it's, it's open to all opinions. Thank you. You know, people have the right to call in and say what they want to say, what's on their mind and we listen to understand where they're coming from.
2: Absolutely. And, <clears throat> excuse me and on this impeachment thing when the impeachment thing is uh, hearing is over, there are many questions looming about the finances of Trump. So he is far; he is still in hot water. Trust me.
4: And just, I want to say the people that's not talking is the ones we should be worried about.
2: Absolutely. <laughs> the ones
4: that's talking, we can learn from them. Absolutely. <laughs> and how to deal with people that's talking.
2: Absolutely. <laughs> All right. All right. We love you, Patrick Shelton, our engineer. Nothing.